It is time for the Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Hi, everybody. Danner Hoops with you on this Wednesday afternoon. Wet and rainy, a good day to stay inside. Get caught up on everything you need to know in the world of sports. We're joined by ABC Marquette's Rachel Zerby, and we're celebrating the studio today. Happy birthday, Rachel. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. But how, how are you celebrating today? It's kind um, of a bad day outside. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we haven't seen the sun since October started, mm-hmm. but I'll be celebrating by doing the 5.30 and 6 o'clock show tonight. Hey. So I'll be working a little, but then... I'm taking the night off, and I'm going to go out to dinner. Good. Yeah. All right. What are you thinking? Anything in No, anything in I, I haven't decided yet. Okay. <laughs> I haven't had air. a pasty since I've been up here yet, and you have to, you that's one have of the things I need to try one yeah. of those. Uh, I, it, is it usually this rainy when you get up here? I No, not really. Okay, I good. don't know. I wasn't here in the fall, so I, I can't really no, answer that. True. I'm just glad okay. it's not that cold because all this rain would be snow. Oh, my gosh. So no. That's no, a I'm positive not, to think about, I guess. Neither of us are ready for winter. No. I'm certainly not. <laughs> and... Yeah, it's good. It's going to be here before. Yeah, it's going to come quick. I mean, last Saturday, I woke up and there was snow on the ground. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is ridiculous. It's like October 6th or October 5th. I was like, I've never seen snow that early in my life. (laughs) No, no. And I'm not ready for it either. But it's going to be here before we're ready, whether we want it to or not. Mm -hmm. Uh, So your birthday today, unfortunately, last night, Philadelphia Flyers get thumped (laughs) 8 to 2. Uh, hate to bring that up. They're about the only Philly team in action. It's kind of been a rough week for Philly, hasn't it? Eagles on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shoot, I wanted to bring you in on Monday, and, uh, <laughs> and then I got caught up in other stuff. I wanted to get your thoughts on it, and I figured, well, maybe better not. Maybe better wait till Wednesday, but we'll bring it up now. Vikings and Eagles, uh, 23-21 win for Minnesota. Uh, first of all, the Linball play was fun. Oh yeah, was I was. I didn't. I wasn't watching the game. I was driving, but I obviously saw replays of that. I love that man. It's also his birthday today. Just Is it saying. really? Yes, we are birthday. Congratulations, <laughs> Linval Joseph. His birthday as well. Him and Rachel yeah. both celebrating their big day today. Uh, so you were driving. What was more important than watching the Vikings and Eagles? It's funny, I was actually in Green Bay. <laughs> you were in Green Bay? Yeah, I was driving back from Green Bay. Watching a little Packers football? No, absolutely no. not. I was shopping and I got some Chipotle, of course. <laughs> I Chipotle's mainly went stuff, down there for it? Chipotle. But... Is that the closest you can get Chipotle yes, up here? Yes. Are you serious? Yes. You got to go three hours to Green Bay? Yes. It's, oh the drive gosh. isn't bad, though. Okay, well. But it is still three hours. Well, still, it's worth it in my eyes. I haven't gone eyes. to Green Bay yet. I might have passed on my way up here whenever I moved up. Shoot, it's yeah. been a month now, hasn't it? But no, it's... Uh, Green Bay, I'll take your word for it that it's a short trip. I haven't tried it yet, and I am yeah. i don't know if I'm ready to. It's a cute little town. Is it? Yeah. Okay. It's uh, similar in size to a place where I used to cover hockey, So, and yeah. of course they've got football there, so they've, uh-huh. got, they've got enough stuff to do over there. Yeah, Lambeau Field sticks out like a sore thumb. And they've got Chipotle, <laughs> yeah, which is the Chipotle. main reason you're going to <laughs> The most important. Uh, shoot, so the Eagles and Vikings, good game on Sunday, but the good news for the Eagles is that Everybody else in the division lost. How confident are you as a Philadelphia native that the Eagles can still win this division? Oh, I, I think they're easily going to win the division. So? The Redskins easily. stink. The Giants are... They're I bad. Mean, they're, they, I don't even know what they are. But who else? Who else is even Dallas? Dallas. Oh, the Cow <laughs> Dak Prescott. Okay, yeah. Oh, I mean, man. the Eagles. They'll, they'll get it together. They turn it around. But Jay Ajayi, how do you say? Yeah, who's on my screwed. fantasy team? Yeah. That uh, hurts real big. So can but. pick up Smallwood. Uh, yeah. Maybe if Darren Sproles comes back. Uh, I did see and Corey 
Clement, Clement is a hundred percent. Okay. So. so there's a little bit well, of life. They'll still back. be there, but mm-hmm. it is a little kind of worrisome. I don't know. Bit. I didn't really expect the Eagles to kind of have this start. No. no. I mean, it, what lost to the Bucks and then mm-hmm. to to the Titans and Vikings, but hey, I mean, I the, liked Minnesota. The division's win open Sunday, them out. So yeah, exactly. Everyone, all my friends are like. Just remember, the rest of the division is horrible. Like mm-hmm. we we still got it. Like, that's uh, one see, way to think of it. <laughs> let's see, Dallas losing on Sunday Night Football. Should they? They need for to it? stop playing in prime time. I feel like every time they're in prime time, I'm like, I'm sick of seeing Dak Prescott. He is hard. He doesn't. He's bad. Like, uh, you know, I, I share the same the opinion. Cowboys. They play ten primetime yeah. games a season, and they've won three playoff games in the last twenty two like, years. Get them away, please. Like, why? Yeah. Why? I don't know. Jerry Jones works his magic and he makes something happen. But now I, I know what you mean about Dak Prescott. He he looked so good during his first year replacing mm-hmm. Romo, and maybe that's just comparing him to Romo. And since then, he's just not. He just can't throw it downfield. Although passed for over two hundred eighty yeah. yards on Sunday, but that's you know one so, game and how many? Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. Uh, I don't know about that fourth down call. I know why Jason Garrett did it. Why he punted the ball away. I don't blame him necessarily for doing it because I think I probably would have done the same thing, but that's not cowboy football. Mm -hmm. You know, cowboy football is where they want to go for the win and they don't necessarily want to play it safe and close to the belt like uh, Jason Garrett did. And it's not necessarily that Garrett's a bad coach, but he's not coaching the cowboy football. Maybe that just means they're not a good fit for each other. Yeah. the, The Cowboys are just not the Cowboys. No. <laughs> I don't know. Like, that's the only way to or maybe they are. I don't, now that yeah. they're destined for another 8-8 eight eight season. I'm sick of hearing about them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, they... Uh, uh, Will Kane, who follows us, he's got plenty of opinions about Dallas. You know, he's a Texas guy. But he's getting the idea that Jason Garrett needs to go, and I think mm-hmm. a lot of other Cowboy fans feel the yeah. same way. Mm-hmm. I just wonder how much more time he's got left there. I mean, what's he had to show for it? Why does he still have his position there? Because it goes beyond the fourth down call. They just aren't playing up to the standard that those fans have. <laughs> yeah, they're not winning. Like, mm-hmm. simple as that. They're not doing anything in the playoffs. That's kind of the whole point of sports. Yeah, you they're know? not even there <laughs> half the time. Yeah. I mean... But they'd get their primetime games and then America's team. And then they don't do anything. So I don't know. I'm not trying to come down too hard on Jason Garrett, but some guys just aren't good fits somewhere. And that doesn't mean they're a bad Mm -hmm. coach. And that's that's just the feeling I get with Jason Garrett in Dallas. But I feel like Jerry Jones will never kind of like get rid of him. No, no. Jerry Jones is just. Well, we'll I don't don't know what to make of him. I don't. I mean. I don't know. There's no way he's ever leaving. Uh, Jason Garrett? I don't know. I don't know. I just, I don't see it as being a fit there. I don't see Dallas getting better under Mm -hmm. him is the thing. Exactly. You know, and Scott Linehan either. I think it might have to be a whole overhaul. I don't know who Dallas would get to replace him. I think a guy who is, you know, gutsy, who wants to be aggressive and take advantage of a situation when they have it. I think Sean McVay from... Uh, the Rams oh, yeah. would be a great fit there, but they'll never let him go. No. You'll hate this, but I think Doug Peterson would make a great Dallas Cowboys coach. I think he would. I think he's exactly the kind of guy that they look for. He's aggressive. He goes after what he wants when he's in a situation to uh, win a ball game or potentially break one open. He'll go for it on fourth down. That's everything that Philadelphia is, though, mm-hmm. so he needs to stay there. Well, he, he's a good fit <laughs> at Philadelphia, too. That's for sure, and they aren't going to let him go oh, anytime no. soon. 
Uh, but yeah, the rest of that division definitely helping each other out with Washington. They were primed to go on Monday Night Football and take a stranglehold almost in the division. I don't want to say that with a one-game lead in Week 5, but the way the division's mm-hmm. playing, being above 500, means you almost have a stranglehold on the rest of them, and they get blown out, like 43-19. to 19. I mean, this Washington team, where Josh Norman is like a number three corner on their team, they're not, they're not good this Mm-mm. year is the thing. And I don't know. I, I, they've shown that they can be good, but they're not consistent. The Giants are a mess off the field right now, and they almost put it together basically because they motivate each other to the point they hate each other Uh and lose on a 63-yard field goal. So yeah, I think I think the Sun is it is it Sunday night the Mm -hmm. Eagles Giants Thursday tomorrow Oh Thursday Whoa Okay Never mind Thursday night Yeah That's gonna be interesting That'll be a good prime time game Yeah I mean Can't wait to hear Troy Aikman call against two of his division rivals. Joel Buck, Troy Aikman over on Fox. <laughs> That'll be, yeah, that's its own, that's its own story. Uh, yeah, so Thursday night football, Eagles-Giants, absolute must win for the Giants. It's a must win for want, the Eagles, too, think I think. So? Yeah, I think, I mean, if they lose, that's three in a row. Mm-hmm. Two and know. four. I think, depending how the rest of the I think just, does. like, a morale. Like, they, like, just for themselves, right. like, they need to right. win. Well, I mean, but not necessarily to keep their... And Carson Wentz has played well. He's not the reason they're losing no. since he's come back. But if the Eagles were to lose this game, I would still feel fairly confident how they can come back. Oh, yeah. I, would not I have the no Giants. doubt. Not with the Giants. No. Giants lose, the, season's over. They just need to kind of wait till next year to get a quarterback. Because, like, you people... So? Yeah, people, especially Eagles fans, like, they always talk about the Giants. They're like... You didn't pick a quarterback with, like, all these guys. You literally have, like, a rotting guy under center. Like, no wonder. I'm not surprised the Giants stink. And I'm like, okay, I, I get that if you want to, like, win now and, like, mm-hmm. find your guy. But, like, Saquon Barkley is going to be an animal mm-hmm. in years to come. So I feel like I would get him and then get your quarterback later, you know? Kind of, like, rebuild mm-hmm. in a way. It's, I agree. Yeah. You know? I, from a Giant perspective, I like yeah. that. Because Saquon is a guy that's going to play for you and win right now. Mm-hmm. He's already contributing in a big way. I still think Eli Manning's got... He still has the capability to win ball games. He brought him back in the fourth quarter, and, you know, the field goal at the mm-hmm. end ended up beating him. But he's still got maybe a season or two of good football left in him. If they can protect him on the offensive line, which has been the problem the last few years. (laughs) But then the other thing is about uh, if you draft uh, a quarterback this year, and keep in mind, there were some great rookie quarterbacks this year. But if you do that, you're not going to start a rookie over Eli Manning. I mean, you're going to give him the veteran's respect. And you want to win right now. Uh So do you pick the quarterback you got to wait two years to play? Or do you pick a guy like Saquon who gives you a chance to win right now? Exactly. And the way the college football season's going now, like there are quarterbacks out there who mm-hmm. it's not like Giants aren't gonna have a quarterback. No. So like I think I like I kinda like the move they did. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't blame them. <laughs> I don't think they would have got a rookie quarterback and have been any better than they are no. this year. Is the thing. It yeah. wouldn't have translated mm-hmm. to more wins either way. So maybe this is the long-term thing. Yeah. Uh, rookie quarterbacks, though, pretty good weekend for them. 4-0, and the four mm-hmm. first-round rookie quarterbacks, all winners this weekend. Uh, Rosen, Allen, uh, Darnold, and Baker Mayfield, all of them winners this weekend. First time ever in the Super Bowl era that's happened. I mean, some regrets maybe for the Giants about not picking yeah. a quarterback. But, <laughs> again, we know why they did uh-huh. it. I think it was probably yeah. the move. Uh, we're just seeing – 
the fruits of really good quarterbacks pan out in the NFL. Yeah. And I, I don't know where this rookie class ranks among best in the NFL, but we're seeing a new wave of quarterbacks come into the league that are bringing young mm-hmm. talent to the table. Those four aforementioned, Patrick Mahomes not a rookie, but he's a first-year starter. And Carson Wentz still fairly young yeah, in his career. Yeah. Jared Goff, maybe you could throw him in there. I mean, there's it's some awesome. good young quarterbacks mm-hmm. in the league right now. This has got to be among you know the top tier as far as they've ever been. Yeah, absolutely. And it's going to be a fun next 10-ish, 10, 15 years of the NFL. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we're going to see quarterbacks like this. I think you know we may not have another college draft class as deep as the mm-hmm. one we have this year. There'll still be some standout quarterbacks to come through. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what Kyler Murray's going to end up doing if he's got a career in baseball, and that sounds like that's the path he's going to take after being drafted ninth overall by Oakland. He could play in the NFL somewhere. I get that's the feeling. Wild. Could, like, I wish my decision was like, oh, do I want to play in the MLB <laughs> or do I want to play in the NFL? Like, must be nice. <laughs> How cool would that be to be able to pick one or the other? Yeah. You just like, you get your pick. I could go play baseball in California. Or I could go play anywhere in the NFL. Mm-hmm. How cool would that yeah. be? But now that guy's living the life, and he's got a pretty good football team. Mm-hmm. I know they lost this weekend, but he's going to have a pretty good season mm-hmm. of football, provided he stays healthy. That's, that's the hope for him. Well, we owe you our first time out. We'll take it right now. We'll come back with more in the sports pen after this on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen, weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. Welcome back to The Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Don't forget, Pigskin Payday is back. Pick the winner of each week's game to win. Play all season long for the $100,000 grand prize, only available at Ojibwe Casinos in Barriga and Marquette. We're joined by Rachel Zerby of ABC Marquette, once again celebrating her birthday today. If you haven't <laughs> wished Rachel a happy birthday, uh, do so now. Uh, since it's your birthday, favorite thing to talk about, NBA season tips off in about a week. One week away. And here come the 76ers. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm, I just can't wait for meaningful basketball to be played. One more week. One and more week. don't we see the Lakers play tonight? Isn't tonight Lonzo's return? We see him and LeBron as teammates for the first time. I have, I have, honestly, I haven't really it, been paying attention to them on the West I think Coast. That's true. <laughs> I think that's what's going on. That's I'm not going to watch because I don't really care. I'll, I'll see it all over Twitter. Exactly, the next we'll day. see the highlights. <laughs> if there's anything for us to care about, yeah. uh, that will be on Twitter. By the way, they are playing Golden State tonight. That's going to be. It is on ESPN. How about that? ESPN's getting a preseason NBA game. I mean, when it's Warriors-Lakers, I guess you kind of have to do that. So LeBron (laughs) and Lonzo in his return going up against the new look and even better uh, Mm put-together Warriors team. Uh, Shoot. I'd like to see that regular season game. I might watch that. Oh, yeah. NBA preseason? No. No. It is Wednesday. I don't know what's on, but... Is there a Halloween movie or something? Probably. 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 Yeah, we're at at an awkward phase where it's like, the division baseball series mm-hmm. like that's over so there's mm-hmm. nothing going on basketball season's not here yet it's a wednesday so there's not football <laughs> like all the sports that are happening happen hockey maybe oh yeah no, the wings no, no they the, play tomorrow yeah wings play tomorrow they're back home so so yeah we gotta find something <laughs> that's gonna be on tv maybe i will end up watching lakers yeah. and warriors in preseason basketball but that scary warriors team uh, we're both in agreement. They're mm-hmm. going to win the West, right? Warriors, yeah, yeah, they're uh, going to win the NBA. Finals. They probably will. That's... I mean, if they don't, I would be 
very, very surprised. Big time disappointment if they don't. I mean, what does that say about Steve Kerr, Steph Curry, Clay, Durant, Draymond, all of them, if they can't win the title with this team? This is the best team yeah. they've had in their dynasty. <laughs> Wait, did you see Steve Kerr literally got kicked out of a preseason game? When? The other day, I saw it on Twitter. How did he get kicked out of a preseason He was, like, game? arguing. Why? I, Why I, I have no idea. I don't know. Oh, come on. It's I don't like, know. It's like getting kicked out of minor league spring training. <laughs> yeah. I, I, don't I don't know. If that's happening, I, I see them, obviously, winning the finals. They are going to. They're down to business. They're definitely they know, the obviously, they know how good they are, and it would be very embarrassing if they just, like, had an ultimate choke job and just didn't win. They would be the team that the Monstars steal all their talent from. <laughs> Have you watched Space Jam yet? No, I haven't. I haven't to. gotten around to That's it. That's what you need to watch tonight all since right. there's no AL or NLDS. <laughs> maybe maybe I'll, I'll keep that in the back of my mind. We had the ALDS on last night. We had the Yankees fall to the Red Sox. Season came to an end at Yankee Stadium. 4-3 win for Boston. Craig Kimbrell didn't look good in the ninth inning, but he gets the job done. You had everybody you could have wanted come up in that situation for the Yankees. Uh, John Carlos Stanton representing the tying run up with nobody out in the ninth. That's the reason they brought him to New York. It was exactly for that reason. And in the biggest moment of his Yankee career... He doesn't come through. Strikes out on four pitches. Are you really surprised, though? A little bit. I know he's strikeout prone, <laughs> but that's why he's there. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, to me, that's... that's mm-hmm. it op- I never like to make one moment overshadow what a guy's done an entire season. Like Mason Crosby the other day. I oh, didn't yeah. think him missing field goals should overshadow everything he's done in his career. But for me, that did happen with John Carlos Stanton. Because... I don't think the Yankees would have been any better or worse without Stanton in the regular season. They may not have won 100 mm-hmm. games, but they would have finished second in the AL East. No way they would have caught Boston without him, and they wouldn't have fallen below Tampa Bay. They were too talented. So John Carlo wouldn't have helped their positioning in the American League East this year. The playoffs were the big factor for him, and that was his spot. Mm-hmm. And he just didn't come through. His moment to shine. It was. Yeah. That's exactly the reason he was brought over. And he couldn't come through. You had it scripted perfectly. If you were Aaron Boone, all he had to do was drop a home run play. Uh-huh. And, <laughs> and uh, he even had Gary Sanchez. And I thought Sanchez walked it off. I was getting flashbacks of the, the walk-off in April of a Thursday afternoon game against the Twins. Uh, and he just about had it. Just missed it. And Yankees end up falling 4-3. to three. Uh, former twin Eduardo Nunez had to be perfect on the final play of the game. He was, made the throw to first to get the out. Good stretch by Steve Pierce, too, and survived a replay review. But the Red Sox popped the champagne in New York for the second time in less than a month. So now they play the Astros. Dodgers and Brewers on the other side down to the final four. Do you have a pick? Yeah, I think the Astros. I'm going with Astros because my process behind it was whoever – won the Indian, the Cleveland-Houston series. Mm. That's why I think is going to go on to win the World Series. So Because of the starting pitching? Just, yeah. Starting just pitching everything. there was unreal. <laughs> and Cleveland just, there's a difference, like I was talking about on the show yesterday, there's a difference between being a good pitcher in the regular season and the postseason. I don't know what it is, if the stage gets to them, but it got to Cleveland. And as good of pitchers as they have, they just haven't been winning in mm-hmm. the postseason. For whatever reason, uh, they're just not able to. I don't think they would have beat Houston. I know that there are some people who think letting go of Terry Franco and his manager would be the answer. I don't think it'd solve anything. Houston was just too good. Cleveland was not going to beat them. 
Yeah, like, there's a point where you have to, like, respect your opponent and be like, okay, they are just better than us. Mm-hmm. Like, we can't beat, like, no. you know? Like, you don't have to automatically go, with, oh, let's fire a manager. We can't beat them. Like, no. no, it's simply, like, the Astros are just the better team. They were. And <laughs> their starting pitching, which was probably as good as Cleveland's what you could measure those two up in the regular season. Their starting pitching has excelled in the postseason. They did again this series. I'm expecting them to continue that against Boston, who has some excellent starting pitching of their own. I just see the Astros getting by the Red Sox. I see them built for consistency. Mm -hmm. Their bullpen is better than Boston's is. That's why I see Houston moving on. I see them playing the Brewers in the World Series. That's what I see. That would be very... I I want the Brewers Mm -hmm. so bad to move on. Just because, like, they're, like, like, I want to say, like, the underdog. You know, they're going against... Well, one, it's L.A., mm-hmm. and then you have Boston, mm-hmm. and then you have Houston, like, and then there's just little, like, Milwaukee, you know? <laughs> so I think it would be awesome for them to knock off the Dodgers, but I think it's, I don't know, I know Chase Utley's not on the roster, mm-hmm. but I have a soft spot for him, and I would yeah. love to see. He's synonymous with the Dodgers, yeah. but with the Phillies, too. Yeah, so I would, I would like to see him get another World Series. But. Well, you've got the Dodgers that have been playing well. You know, they needed four to get by Atlanta. For me, I think the Dodgers just have a little bit better talent on their team. I think their starting pitching is just a little better. Uh, their bullpen, the Brewers might have the advantage there just mm-hmm. by a hair. Offensively, Dodgers might just be a little bit deeper. But Milwaukee's playing with swagger. They have not in maybe their whole franchise history. And they're playing such good baseball. Winners of 11 in a row dating back to the last week of the regular uh-huh. season. I don't know how they get knocked off right now. I think they're the hottest team right now. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, Christian Yelich. Mm-hmm. And I think the whole team just, like, vibes they do. around him. You mm-hmm. know, if he's on, it's it's game over. I don't see anyone really. Mm-mm. Craig Council's done such a great job setting up that team, and he knows how to get the best out of his players. He was a great player in the postseason himself, two-time World Series champ, and he gets the best out of these guys. He knows what they're all about, and I just don't see Milwaukee losing this series. On paper, I think the edge has to be given to the Dodgers Mm -hmm. just by a little bit, but you can't put tenacity and desire and willpower on paper, and that's why I'm giving it to the Brewers. I I just don't see it. Brewers Astros, I could get behind that. That'd, That'd be, be a fun, fun World series. series, yeah. Now, Brewers and Astros, and once you get into that series, then you've got all kinds of offensive firepower. Mm-hmm. You've got Houston starting pitching. Again, I think the Brewers probably have the best bullpen out of the four teams left, but they might have the weakest starting pitching, though that hasn't been a problem for mm-hmm. them so far. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, whatever's working, and they get by it anyway. They use the opener strategy. Yeah, what they gave up. Only two runs in mm-hmm. the whole NLDS. Mm-hmm. So, I mean. They hit yeah. well enough, it doesn't matter. <laughs> exactly. And whatever it is, whatever method they're using, they, they're winning with it. Mm-hmm. They shut out Colorado in Denver. They just find ways to win despite what odds are stacked against them. Mm-hmm. So, for that reason, I'm picking the Brewers to go out. I don't know if they're going to win it. I, I just get the feeling at some point Talon has to kick in. And right now I'm picking Houston in seven in the World Series. But the Brewers are a tenacious team. And they are, I just don't see them losing to L.A. I hope I they don't. I hope not. <laughs> I, hope, I hope that they continue yeah. to, to go on the stretch that they are right now. They're a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, they are. Greg Council, hopefully manager of the year. He would be my pick for it should the season end right now. And certainly Christian Yelich shouldn't be any question anymore. He's no the MVP. Doubt. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's just no debate. Mm-mm. 
No yeah. debate. You look at uh, around the rest of baseball, everybody else who did not get in isn't contending, what have you. Uh, Blue Jays are getting on their short list to try and find a manager. Uh, Eric Wedge, former Indians manager, was a guy that was on the list. And a lot of other guys that, you know, nobody rings a bell. How about this today? And this probably will interest me a lot more than you, but <laughs> might interest some Cubs fans. Uh, Minnesota Twins interested in interviewing David Ross for the new manager job. Okay. I'd love it. Uh, yeah. I'd love that. Uh-huh. David Ross, uh, of course, you know, winning the World Series with the Cubs in 2016, backup catcher. Why are backup catchers such good managers? They always seem to turn <laughs> into like, I don't know, maybe it's because all they do is they, you know, they're in the, if they're not on the field, which they go maybe twice uh-huh. a week, then they're in the clubhouse, they're around the managers, the staff, they learn the situation, they, they get to observe so much. I don't know what it is, mm-hmm. but David Ross is a great baseball mind. I know he's never had coaching experience, but he's been on ESPN as an analyst. Yeah, I th- just think he's got a great baseball mm-hmm. mind. He's a good guy. I'd love to see the Twins. Yeah, that, would, like that would be fun. That would be exciting. Still don't think Paul Mahler should have been let go, but I think David Ross would be... I like him, you know, mm-hmm. he's, again, he's no coaching experience, but neither did Craig Council before taking over uh, the Yeah, and look what happened with that, so. <laughs> yeah. uh, this that is a fun time well. of the year yeah. baseball. I like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, Gabe Kapler over in Philadelphia. Look what happened with him, former Brewer, and look what he did in Philadelphia this year. He, yeah, until, until like the last, what, well, month and a yeah. half, <laughs> But what I mean, like I keep saying, no one expected what went on in no. with the Phillies. So, no. but it'll that be, a had to be a fun time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Still would love to get out to that ballpark someday. It's I a cool love ballpark. Citizens Bank Park. How many times have you been there? Uh, a lot. Yeah, I just love it because, like, I mean, growing up, like being in Philadelphia, like the city, mm-hmm. like you sit there and you can see the skyline. Mm-hmm. It's just so, and I mean, the Liberty Bell every time mm-hmm. they win or a home run. It's just so. It's I love it. <laughs> That's Not weird. being biased at all, but I do like, I think Citizens Bank Park is one of, well, granted, I've only ever been to Wrigley Field, the guaranteed rate in, okay. for the White Sox. Mm-hmm. And Miller Park. And I did not like Miller Park. You didn't like Miller Park? No, I think it looks cool, but like, it, I just think it's so old hmm. and outdated. And I didn't hmm. know, well, one, they don't sell Bud Light there, so I wasn't happy. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it was, I don't know, it was just an like interesting, like, building, mm-hmm. I guess. So you wouldn't be a fan of Fenway? Probably not. Probably not. But I do. I'm trying to. I'm trying to be one of those people who goes to every ballpark. That's what I want to do. I'd, I'd love to be somebody <laughs> like that. I've got three current ones to check off my list: Target Field, uh, Kaufman down in Kansas City, mm-hmm. and then uh, Bush in St. Louis. Okay, so I would like to go, to go. Yeah, those last two. Those are a lot of fun. Uh-huh. Those two down there, nice ballparks. Uh, Target Field can't beat that. I'm biased, but that's, <laughs> that's a lot of fun. Uh-huh. Now, you said guaranteed rate field where the White Sox play. Did you go when it was guaranteed rate field in the last two years, or did you go when it was uh, whatever it was before? I don't even – was it Great American? No. I've no, it was that's guaranteed Cincinnati. rate. I was there, like, I think it, probably maybe the first year. It was two years ago, mm-hmm. I want to say. So, which is why, because, like, when I go to the ballpark, I get a, a baseball hat. So I have a Brewers hat. I have a White oh, really? Sox hat. I have a Phillies hat. So – Everyone's like, oh, White Sox fan. I'm like, nah, I just bought the hat to go to the game. <laughs> just a keepsake, a memory. Yeah, a little uh, memorabilia. Okay, so this is bothering me. So I had to look what guaranteed rate field used to be. Uh, 
I know it was Comiskey Park. It was U.S. Cellular until okay. U.S. Cellular failed before it was guaranteed rate. So that makes me feel better. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm one of those people that it'll bother no, me. No, yeah, once it's on, you, yeah. you like know the answer, but you have to figure it out. I got that. That's Rachel Zerby of ABC Marquette. <laughs> we owe you another time out. We'll take it now and come back with more here in the Sports Pen, ESPN UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. Welcome back to The Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Don't forget Pigskin Payday is back. Pick the winner of each week's game to win. Play all season long for the $100,000 grand prize. Only at available Jibway Casino in Barriga and Marquette. Joined by Rachel Zerby of ABC Marquette, I'm Tanner Hoops. Uh, we were talking about Philadelphia and everything it has to offer. Flyers are back in action tonight. They go north of the border to take on Ottawa. 7.30 start. 1-2 start for Philly this year. Last night, they saw a little bit of uh, saw a little bit of their flaws get exposed on the ice. But Calvin Picard goes in net tonight. And did you see his goalie mask? I love that. It's got gritty on the side. And I don't know what has happened, but the whole world has just embraced that big, scary mascot. Have you... It. His entrance last night, mm-hmm. came, he literally came in like a wrecking ball. Like, Miley Cyrus' <laughs> song was playing in the background, and he came down on like within the rafters Mm -hmm. like swinging on a rope and i was like this guy is hilarious i love it i mean it's getting attention Mm -hmm. so i mean that's what they want and at first everyone thought this is just a terrible marketing idea this dude is creepy and now it's like the world loves him Mm -hmm. because of it it's like i don't i don't get it but broke the internet he did (laughs) and now he's like everybody's favorite mascot Mm -hmm. so whatever he's doing it's working uh, that game, 7.30 tonight in Ottawa, and Ottawa and themselves right now, they they have a lot to figure out, and they're kind of a mess. Uh, but then we have the Stanley Cup final rematch tonight with Vegas and Washington, and that's the Wednesday night hockey game of the week. Maybe that's what I'm going to watch tonight. I yeah, that know. could be a good I mean, one. There's going to be some good stuff <laughs> on there. Oh, uh, shoot, we're almost there to meaningful basketball uh, championship series are going to start. Football's back on tomorrow, starting a new week. Uh, college games coming up this weekend. I watched Appalachian State and Arkansas State last night, and I I was thinking, do these guys ever get sad thinking my school plays football on a Tuesday? I don't even know that was like NCAA regular. Like yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if there's like rules where you I didn't even know that was allowed. You could play football on a Apparently Tuesday. Apparently it's a thing. Why and was it on a Tuesday? I don't know. <laughs> was it like a makeup game? <laughs> I, I don't think so. I think that's the I've only never, time they could get even, TV wow. coverage. And I'm like, okay. That's sad. I, I would kind of feel a little sad more than anything if I was a player mm-hmm. for a game like that. But nonetheless, they get their moment. They get to go out and do their thing. Uh, college football, a little more meaningful coming up for this weekend. Michigan State beat last week by Northwestern. That's bad loss, their mm-hmm. second bad loss this season. Uh, they don't see the road getting easier. They travel to number eight Penn State this weekend. 3.30 kickoff. Does Michigan State have any shot in this I'll game? be cheering for those Spartans hard. Mm-hmm. But no, they don't have a shot. No, that's... You don't lose. Too good. Yeah, you don't lose to Northwestern and then go to Beaver Stadium. Mm-mm. That does, just doesn't happen. No. How about <laughs> this? Uh, your Temple Squad, three thirty kickoff. They take on Navy. Go Owls! Hell, heck yeah! Midshipmen are gonna be. They're gonna be tough. You know they. Run Navy's that always a tough really team. Well. Yeah, I, yeah. I like to cheer for Navy anytime they don't play Notre Dame, but uh, but I get what you mean coming mm-hmm. from Temple. Uh, and then you've got the two, well. 
two of the local teams. You get the big one coming up on Saturday night, 7.30 kickoff, number 15, Wisconsin, number 12, Michigan. What happens in that game? I think Michigan, I'm, I'm, Michigan's going to win. Going for Michigan? I think. I mean, I'm going with the home field advantage. Okay. But I, I just always think Wisconsin is, I don't want to say overrated, but they're just in the weaker part mm-hmm. of the Big Ten. Oh, where, like, it's just so hard to kind of get a good feel about the oh, Badgers. They definitely are. Big yeah. Ten West has been weak for a while and not a secret anymore. Kind of surprises me, though. Michigan, nine-point favorites. I'm a little surprised oh. it's that high. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know if I'd. Yeah. No, I I might not bet on Michigan to cover the spread <laughs> yeah. in that game. I just I think it'll be yeah. a better game uh-huh. than that. Uh, so 7:30 kickoff from the Big House, Wisconsin and Michigan. It's kind of a must win for both of them if they want any shot at mm-hmm. getting to the postseason. At least for the college football playoff, they'll both make bowl games. But Wisconsin and Michigan are both five and one. Wisconsin finally got the running game going like they know they can, albeit it was against Nebraska last week, but (laughs) we know what Jonathan Taylor is capable of. Michigan might start to be figuring things out. They are 5-1 after losing in week one. They have won five games they're supposed to, and they got tested against Northwestern. They shouldn't have. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if it's a product of their schedule or if they've actually turned a corner, but Michigan... If they want any shot at getting to the playoff, right now they've got the six best odds, according to Vegas. If they go 12-1 and one and win the Big Ten title, you might talk about them. They're going to need some help. They're going to need somebody to lose that's mm-hmm. on the top because they're not going to get in over an undefeated uh, Ohio State, Bama, Georgia, Notre Dame, Clemson, anyone like that. But if they go 12-1, and one, win the Big Ten, they have a realistic shot. It all starts this weekend. Yeah, twelve and one. That sounds like a very, very big stretch for mm-hmm. Michigan, <laughs> especially with the three games they've got coming up because they got state next uh-huh. weekend. And I don't care what kind of a year it is. I'm going for down state. for that. Are you really? I'm not going to be at the game, but I'll be in Lansing. You'll be in Lansing. Yeah. That'll be the place to be. And they've got state. It's a noon kickoff, by the way. Yeah. And those two, I don't care what kind of a year either of them are having. Always a good game mm-hmm. when they play. It's always going to be a slugfest. So Wisconsin State. And then Penn State the week after that. So we are going to learn a lot about Michigan these next three weeks. Uh Uh, For Wisconsin, again, one loss. But their loss is a whole lot worse than Michigan's is. Michigan's was on the road against an undefeated Notre Dame team, ranked in the top five. Wisconsin's was at home to an unranked BYU squad. Mm -hmm. So Wisconsin, and they're in a weaker division. They need to win out. And it still might not be enough. Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be enough. I think that loss to BYU kind of just mm-hmm. killed all their chances. You you just can't do that. <laughs> They've still got a shot at a good bowl. And they, yeah. I could see them still finishing 11-2, and two, maybe getting a top 10 uh, ranking, maybe a big bowl, something like that. I just don't see the path to the playoffs for them unless something, uh, something astronomical happens. There has to be a major collapse mm-hmm. up at the top. Yeah. Uh, I think Wisconsin, their season was, is, I don't want to say ruined, but, no. you know. They, can, they right dug now, themselves a hole, and they need to get out of it. As long as they take care of business, they will be in the Big Ten Championship. I don't know that they're going to win it. I don't know who they'll play from the East, but they already beat Iowa. Mm-hmm. Nobody else in the West should test them. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just see Wisconsin as getting to the Big Ten title game. I think anyone in the East should be the favorite, whoever gets there. But you never know in one-game situations like that. And you can add Big Ten Championship to your resume. They could finish 9-3 and three mm-hmm. and be Big Ten champs. Well, maybe 10-2. Maybe 
10 and 2 at the most to be Big Ten champs, still be a pretty good season for them. Oh, yeah. Still but I just feel like Wisconsin is like always kind of on the outside looking in. Yeah, they are. Last season might have been their best shot as any to get into the postseason, and they were left out, at least in the college football playoff. Uh, how about this game? Doesn't really have an effect on air, anyone in the area, but can Nebraska finally get their first win this weekend? They're playing Minnesota. I hope so. <laughs> I feel bad for Scott Frost. I want Scott, yeah. I you like say this him. like every week. I just want the best for Scott Frost. And it's not a patient fan base he's dealing no. with down there. I know he went from winless to undefeated in one season at UCF. But he's not at UCF anymore. Mm-hmm. He is at a, a very impatient Nebraska school that is going to want them to be good right away. And they thought they were going to be with him. I just I want him to win. Uh-huh. And if he, if he loses to Minnesota, he's in real trouble. Like the Troy loss was bad enough. This you think they would get rid of him right away? Mm-hmm. I don't. Oh. I don't think so. No. I think there are people that you, want that to yeah. happen. They won't get rid of him this season. But I still think he's in trouble. He's mm-hmm. losing support of the boosters, the locker room, what have you, if they start out 0-6 with losses to Minnesota and Troy. Yeah. I think he's got at least one full season to coach with and then at least into next year. But I, I don't know. He's got he's to start winning at some point. As much as he is a nice guy yeah. and what he's done for the school as a player and a student, he's got to start winning at some point. And they should have lost to Troy. They shouldn't lose to Minnesota this weekend. I like the Gophers and everything. Nothing against them, but I am pulling for Scott Frost. Oh, yeah. Same. I just feel bad for know. him, you know? The wins will come. He'll they'll get it. I think that kind of goes to show, like, going from the AAC mm-hmm. to real this football. Real football, <laughs> power five football. Yeah, they, uh, they, they had all that hype going on about UCF as national champs last year. They were a good team, though. They you were can't a good deny team. that. They were, but... and they beat Auburn. But now you're starting to get the feeling where if they had to play 13 Auburns instead of one last season, would they still have been 13-0? Uh-huh. Exactly. So credit them. They did. Mm-hmm. That was a quality win last yeah. year. They were a good team. They deserved yeah. it. They, they deserved did. it. They did. And I feel bad in the situation for them because – you know, the playoff committee got it right in the sense that UCF was not one of the four best teams in the country. But you feel bad because you never know. Mm-hmm. It, as long as you have only four making it the playoffs every year, you'll never know if a team like that could have been good or not. Uh, how many years ago was it? Like 2010 maybe that it was still only two teams made the title game. TCU was ranked number three. And they were undefeated and they got left out. And they were still happy, you know, because they got to go to the uh-huh. Rose Bowl. But I, it just seems like every year somebody who deserves to be there is getting left out. And I don't know. I'm a fan of the eight-team system. Uh-huh. What about you? Yeah, I was going to say, four teams, like, that's just so... Mm-hmm. Every year it's going to cause controversy. Mm-hmm. Every year someone's going to be left out who should have been in. It's kind of like the whole, like, March Madness bracket mm-hmm. kind of stuff. I mean, granted, there's, like, what, 64 teams? But it's just so annoying to hear like the problems would be solved if you just bumped it up to eight yeah. eight teams it helped it helped a lot yeah. because then you've then you get to the argument where some teams are like oh no we should have been in but we got left uh-huh. out because we're nine or ten we're like okay well you wouldn't have competed for a championship anyway so uh, in, in that sense you know you're going on to play kind of a consolation game at a bowl uh you I just want to give everybody who's good enough to compete for a championship a real shot at it. And, and like a fair shot, exactly. too. I mean, they they took care of business like they were supposed to. 
I don't think they were good enough to be in the top four last year, mm-hmm. but we'll never know. Exactly. That, that's that's the unfortunate part of having only four teams. So I don't think moving uh, or expanding is too far away. I think it's, you know, sometime that mm-hmm. uh, it's something that will happen. I don't know when. I hope it's sooner rather than later. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. College football's fun, though. We've got this this time of the year. It's pretty fun. Uh, you said you talked about Pittsburgh a little bit earlier and how they're the city Philadelphia hates. How about Pitt, like you, University of Pittsburgh? I don't even pay attention to them. Don't pay attention to them. Okay, but you'll hate <laughs> them like a good Philadelphian. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So you're a Notre Dame's bandwagon this weekend, right? I, I guess. Maybe not no. go that far. Well... <laughs> We'll get it someday. We'll we'll make it work somehow. Uh, we've got Rachel Zerby of ABC Marquette in studio with us. We'll take our last time out, come back, and finish this thing off. You're listening to the Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen, weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. Welcome back to the Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Don't forget, Pigskin Payday is back. Pick the winner of each week's game to win. Play all season long for the $100,000 grand prize. Only available at Jibway Casinos in Berga and Marquette. Uh, Tanner Hoops joined by Rachel Zerby of ABC Marquette in studio Wednesday afternoon for the Sports Pen. We've gone through quite a bit already. We, hours flying by, <laughs> but it does that when you get out here and... Uh, just talk about you know what we love to cover sports uh, sports, sports is fun it's fun yeah <laughs> if we get to do we're blessed enough to be able to do this and get paid for it so uh we'll take that any day of the week uh how about a little local football a little high school football uh this weekend we've got westwood is postseason bound via forfeit obviously not the way they wanted to do it but go know why they did it they just don't have the numbers to compete right now. Guys hurt, what have you. So they forfeit. Westwood's into the postseason. We have two from the area that are in. The rest of them, a few teams that are still mm-hmm. on the bubble. But there's still a possibility that all three of our area teams, uh, the three that aren't qualified yet, can make it into the postseason. I'm excited to see how these last two weeks uh-huh. shake it's out. It's going to be fun. I can't believe we're already talking about you know, the postseason already, and, oh, there's only two weeks left of the regular high school football season. Mm-hmm. Flew by. <laughs> We've got Gwynn, who comes in one win away. They have two games left. Uh, you've got Nagani that's playing good football right mm-hmm. now. They're going to need to win out to clinch a spot. Uh, they could go one and one, be on the bubble, and then, depending how they do these next couple of weeks, we'll see. Marquette is going to have to win out to be a bubble team, but if they win the conference, which they control their own destiny to do, they have a case as conference champs at 5-4 and four to get off the bubble. So how fun would it be to see all five area teams get in? That would be nice. That would cause a hectic <laughs> schedule for me. But, you know, <laughs> I always want the best for them. So it'll be fun. And some good football up yeah. in the area this year. We've been we've had a lot of fun covering them and everything. It's you know it's just been mm-hmm. we've had some tremendous football up here in the UP. And I know the West Pack is new. We've got four of our five area teams playing in that. This might be as good of a football season as uh, the conference may see in a while. Uh, it's just it's hard to beat a year mm-hmm. like this. Is the thing. Um, I don't know what game are you excited? What are you going to be at Friday night? Friday, I I will be at Ishpeming Munising, okay, just because it's close. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll have someone at the Marquette game. Okay. 
Oh, I'm trying to think. Gwen. Gwen's home against West Iron County, yep. correct? So I'll have that one. Chance to go to the postseason. Yeah. And then I think over in the West UP, I will have Calumet. I think they're home against Hancock. Okay. Or Hancock's home against Calumet. Mm. One of those. Calumet one of those. with a chance yeah. to clinch the Westpac Division A. Some good football mm-hmm. around the area. How about Jeff Olson? Grats to him. Ishpeming head coach. Detroit oh, yeah. Lions named him high school coach of the week this week. Hard to argue with what he's done. And not just this week, mm-hmm. but you look throughout his 27-year tenure, he's been excellent, very well-deserved. Yeah, no surprise there. No. <laughs> he deserves it all. Not the last time that he's going to be winning uh, some recognition, some mm-hmm. hardware, what have you. And they're looking like they're going to make a oh, deeper yeah. run into the postseason The Hematites, well. they're very fun to watch. Mm-hmm. You know, Hunter Smith and Gavin Sundberg, they're fun. There's just some good football in this area. It's been a lot of fun. You know, and you and I are fairly new to the area, but it's hard to imagine mm-hmm. there are a lot of teams that have been better than what we've seen in the area. I mean, this is it's some good football mm-hmm. up here in the market area. We're thankful for it. Love to see these, uh, you know, the teams local get in and hopefully make a good run. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's fun to talk about that we're almost at this point where we're going to be flipping the calendar to November here before too long. It's wild. <laughs> I hope it doesn't snow yet, though. I mean, we've got the dome here, if we can use that for a little high school football in November. But I hope that's the case because outdoor in November, just I don't care where you are. Well, okay, you get in the south, it's a little better. But up here, where it's been raining, it feels like Seattle out here these last few weeks. It does. It, it really does. does. It's kind like, of I mean, like the Twilight movie. A little bit. <laughs> It does, doesn't it? Like it forks Washington, don't they take yes. place there? I'm like, is the sun ever going to shine? Like, what? what's going on? I have not seen that movie since probably it came out. I saw it in theaters, and I didn't see it after that. Oh, such a good movie. I just such admitted I saw Twilight in theaters. <laughs> it's okay. I'm sure a lot of people have seen that. They didn't just broadcast it to about 20,000 <laughs> people. It's okay. I, I support it. I'm not judging you. Okay. Twilight's a good series. Well, are you team Jacob or team Edward? I don't know. <laughs> I, I never picked one. I don't know which one is which. Jacob is like the werewolf okay. and Edward is the vampire. I just thought vampires were cool. Okay, so you're team Edward. I'm team Jacob. I don't know if I'm team Edward or <laughs> team vampire, but. Oh, okay. oh shoot. No, but uh, the rain needs to go away because a lot of these football fields are starting to get beat up. You know, watching Westwood games every week. That field's taking mm-hmm. a beating. I mean, it's hanging in there and everything, but shoot, you're starting yeah. to get some muddy uniforms <laughs> and some some laundry to do afterwards. Yeah. I don't know who's if you've got team clubbies or you got. I was like, hopefully, it's not it, mom and dad but, oh, doing man. that. <laughs> oh, I don't know who has to take care of that, but that's tough. Mm-hmm. Well, shoot, basketball's right around the corner, and I can't tell you how excited I am for basketball. For you, from a TV aspect, is there a favorite sport you get to cover? Um. My favorite sport to cover is probably it's probably basketball. Is it? Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I just really like the sport, but not gonna lie, I, I, this was the first time I've been introduced to hockey up here, mm. and the hockey season was so much fun last. Was it? Yeah, I, I had so hockey. much fun last year. Like, I didn't even mind going to a game on a Saturday night because I have weekends mm-hmm. off. We don't have a weekend show, but I was like, I don't care. Saturdays and Sundays, like, especially during the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Enemy was going to three games, so they had to go on Sunday, and I, I wasn't even mad. I was like, this is fun. This doesn't even work. But I don't know. At the end of the day, it's basketball. How much fun is that northern season going to be this year, though? 
so much fun. I can't wait. They dropped the puck this weekend. They're in Lansing. Those guys are going to be a lot of fun mm-hmm. to watch. You look at them and team that they've got this year, they're just built to win. They have oh, yeah. scoring coming back. Uh, I like what Grant said in the presser yesterday. It took those guys a few weeks to buy into the system. You know, it took them about a third of the year before they were bought into the system. This year, they don't have to teach them anything. They know it, mm-hmm. the preseason coming into it. They're ready to hit the ground running, get right to work. They have got the best goalie in the conference. He's going to be a finalist for the for the Hobie Baker, I think, when it's all said and done. This is just a complete yeah. team. Yeah, I was going to say that, yeah, I mean, they have Ate and Goal, and then they have... Troy Loggins, Phil mm-hmm. Blue, like they have all Rockwood. their top guys. Yeah, Rockwood. Mm-hmm. Can't forget about him. Like their scorers are back. The like, expectations are gonna are very high. I just down I there. can't wait. I think no. they're gonna live up to them though. I think they do. They will too. Yeah. Last year they flew under the radar, which probably was deservedly so. You know mm-hmm. they struggled before Grant came in, and this season yeah. I think well they're not gonna be below the radar, but expectations having to live up mm-hmm. to them. Something they're certainly capable of. I'm just so excited to see this team play. I think mm-hmm. they're going to be a lot of fun. It's a fun style of hockey. I've never been yeah. uh, to a game in this arena. I've been to the arena before, never for a game. Looks like a fun place. It for is. A game. It is. It's fun. I mean, it's intimate. It's right uh-huh. on top of you, and I, I have which to is kind of nice though, because mm-hmm. it like it's louder mm-hmm. no matter what, because everything it's. It's like close, confined quarters. When Tech makes the trip down, that place just has to fill up, doesn't it? Wild. For the WCHA championship, I was filming the game standing on a chair. (laughs) (laughs) It was so much fun, though. That's going to be a big rivalry to come in. When they come here, uh, Minnesota State, that's going to be a fun one. St. Cloud Mm -hmm. is early on the schedule. Uh, One game at Notre Dame coming up in November. Then, obviously, they're the defending runner-ups. Uh, so it's a pretty good schedule when you look at it, too. Oh, yeah. I know they're play, they're playing the top dogs. Exactly. You know, Michigan State to start the year, I know they weren't good last year, and they haven't been good for the last few years. Mm-hmm. They're still a Big Ten team. Exactly. They're still a gritty, hard, uh, you know, kind of a blue-collar mm-hmm. hockey team, kind of like what Northern is, but, you know, different styles that mm-hmm. we have up here compared to what they have downstate there in Lansing. I'm, I'm just excited. Yeah. You know, I, I, hockey <laughs> is my favorite. And I'm glad to see it's uh-huh. I, I think NMU will make a lot of people up here happy this year. I, I wouldn't doubt it. And they're going to be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. How, about, uh, how about we get into more of the winter stuff? Basketball? Basketball? I'm expecting I'm good seasons for, for them too. as well. Yeah. Wildcats, uh, you know, they've got stuff mm-hmm. to look forward to. I, they got a pretty, I think, solid groups coming Oh, back. yeah. What about you? The men, especially the men, they only lost, I think, I believe, one player and – Last year, they had one of their best seasons in a mm-hmm. while, so they're returning everyone. They'll be good. And same with the women. They were hit with the injury bug last season. It was mm-hmm. ridiculous. Like, they're, all their top players were hurt. So they'll, they'll be back. So it, it's going to be a fun winter. Well, yeah. shoot. We've got Northern <laughs> plenty to look forward to coming yeah. up from them. Uh, before we sign off for the day, how about some of my favorite stories from over the last couple of days? Uh, Detroit Tigers are getting a new broadcast team for 2019. Oh, yeah, I saw that? that. Mario Impemba, Rod Allen, neither of them are coming back. They got in a physical fight in September. I mean, was the season that bad? Yeah, it was that bad for the Tigers. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, but man, that's, that's tough. Those guys worked together 17 years, and I... Every partnership I've known, they're like, you know, close friends that love working with each other. I've enjoyed working with all my past broadcast partners. I just can't imagine mm-hmm. not liking the guy you're working with for 17 years so much. It leads to that. But 
And that's uh, an unfortunate situation. I guess it kind of had to be done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't know who they get as replacements. Uh, Matt Shepard, Kurt Gibson, they finished off the season this year for Fox Sports Detroit. Uh, how about last night with the ALDS? Uh, the Yankees and the Red Sox. Now, a lot of people have criticized Angel Hernandez as an umpire in the past, and rightfully so, in my opinion. He has definitely made mistakes on some calls that a lot of others Mm -hmm. probably had the opportunity to get right. So Angel Hernandez was the home plate umpire last night. CeCe Sabathia, starting pitcher for the Yankees, gave his team a chance to win. The offense just couldn't come through in the situations they needed to, but he was still peeved at Angel Hernandez. Here's what he had to say after the game. I do need to say this, though. I don't think Angel Hernandez should be umping uh, playoff games. He's absolutely terrible. He's terrible behind the plate today. He's terrible at first base. It's amazing that how he's getting a job to pitch in, to play in these, to umpire in these, in these playoff games. What did you say to him? It's just a conversation for us, but he, he's, he, he shouldn't be anywhere near a playoff game. Is that sentiment shared by... Many of your everybody, I think. everybody. I think if you go ask them on the other side too. CC, was it was his strike zone tonight? It's always. Yeah. It's always. He's he's bad. I don't understand why he's doing these games. He's bad. That's <laughs> that was the message from CC. Uh, the Yankees have not issued a statement on it. Major League Baseball has not issued a statement on it. I never like to see players go after umpires, especially after a high emotional series like that. But Angel Hernandez has been a guy that a lot of players have complained about for years, and I've seen why. You can mm-hmm. YouTube Angel Hernandez worst calls, and <laughs> you'll get plenty of videos for it. So in this situation, I'm glad at least it's kind of being brought to light because there's some bad umpires in baseball. Let's face it. Yeah, and I mean, the players, they deserve to have people who are going to make <laughs> the right calls. Right. Like, as corny as that is, but, like, if this guy's messing up, like, they should, it should be known. Mm-hmm. Like... The players, I don't blame them coming out and saying, like, he's bad. No, no. That's kind of what CC did in a situation like that, and he's got the veteran respect to be able to do mm-hmm. so. Exactly. I want to leave you with this. Will, how far away are we from Major League Baseball going to an electronic strike zone? You think it's possible in the near future? Would you support that, I guess I should ask? Not really, because like, I don't really like all this we kind of mentioned it like I don't like all these like reviews and all that stuff mm-hmm. like I'm a big person who is like human error okay because I think electronics kind of like kills the game in a way okay I don't know okay it takes a, it takes away from the mm-hmm. game I guess you could say I, and I think there's a lot of people who agree with that you know Jerry Seinfeld was a big advocate of that um, you get to a, you know the players I think certainly CC would probably be okay with that but mm-hmm. uh the players, you, you look at the umpires, and I don't want to criticize major league umpires because they're professionals and they're humans, just like any of the rest of us. And they get about 95% of the calls right during a, mm-hmm. any given game. So it's not like they're out here doing an abysmal job, but that ends up being about 15 missed calls per game, and that could make or break mm-hmm. a game. So I can see why players would advocate for something like yeah. this. Obviously, you're not going to kick a home plate umpire out of a job because he's going to need to he's still going to need to be back there even yeah. with a uh, electric strike zone to call you know safer out on a plate the plate what have you but i wouldn't be surprised if this is something that happens in the near future whether it's either. a good or bad thing i don't know mm-hmm. but i just wouldn't be surprised if baseball makes that change no me either 
I think it's sooner rather than later. Well, that's uh, all the time we've got. Our hour is up. We had Rachel Zerby of ABC Marquette in studio with us. Rachel, as always, thanks for being here. No Happy problem. birthday once again. Thank Enjoy the rest you. of your day. That's Rachel of ABC Marquette signing off. I'm Tanner Hoops from ESPN Radio WZAM Ishpeming Marquette. Enjoy the Will Kane Show.